mother. That's the raya. Right? Since the Ebed Ivri is leaving on his own at the end of six years, and he leaves his wife and children behind, you see the children, that Yiddishkeit follows the mother and not the father. Okay? All right, let's go. Today's daf is daf tesvav. Page 15 in Mesechtas Mayir Katan. Now get ready for a fascinating ride of a lot of very interesting halachos. What today's daf is going to do throughout the entire daf, okay, is going to ask a lot of curiosity questions, or we'll call it questions searching for information concerning the laws of Avelus, the laws of Mitzayra, and the laws of a menuda, a person put in cherem. Today's daf is going to focus specifically on the um, on the practical application of it. And interestingly, tomorrow, Bez Hashem, on daf Tazayin, the Gemara is going to get into the nitty gritty of how a person is excommunicated from a community. What what happens? What what's his st- you know? How, it, there's a lot more. Um, understanding that's going to go into a manuda, a person who's put into cherem, and actually after that, after starting from tomorrow's daf, pretty much till the end of the mesechta, there's it's pretty it's full of stories. I got it the gemaras, limudim. It's a lot of long dafin, so we'll uh, we'll have to try to cover uh, each daf. But um, it's, there's really a shift starting from tomorrow's daf till the end of the Masechta from what we've had up until now. Okay, let's get going. All right, we are up to the very top line on Tesvav Amaralf. Menodin umitzayra'in mahain betispiris. If a person is in cherem, is excommunicated, or he has saras, what is the halacha about getting a haircut? And this is going to be these types of questions. Throughout today's daf, so Gemara answers. Tashma, come and listen. We'll prove whether you're allowed to get a haircut as a menuda or a mitzora from here. Menuda mitzorim asurim l'sarbe l'chabis. Very clearly from a brisa, a person who's a mitzora or in cherem is not allowed to get a haircut or do the laundry. Menuda shemais. And also, if you have somebody in cherem and he passes away without doing, uh, without doing teshuva, see, so passes away in cherem. Bezdin cyclin asarvani. The the bezdin has. His coffin stoned. Now, what does that mean that the coffin is stoned? What does that mean? Good evening, Abaran. So, Rabbi says, It's not like we pile stones on top of his coffin like we did to Achan when he took the, the loot from, I'm sorry, yeah, when he, from, uh, from Yerichai. rather, What happens is, if somebody passes away when they're in Cherim, Bezdin sends a large boulder. A large rock to put to lay on top of his coffin. What are they symbolizing with that? The Lamedcha, this teaches us, if a person's put into Cherim and he dies in Cherim, he passes away while he's in Cherim, Bezdin cyclin Esarainai, Bezdin stones his coffin. Again, not, they don't throw stones at his coffin, but they lay a stone on top of your coffin. The Gemara here is letting us know. That the time to change and to improve and develop into being better people is now. Because as soon as somebody kicks the bucket, it is what it is. This guy had a lost opportunity. You're put in cherim, so go do tshuva. Go do the right thing. No, he's choosing 
to, to do his own thing, and he doesn't care about what, what uh, the Bezdin wanted. Okay, so we had a question. What's the halacha about getting a haircut and laundry for a mitzayra and a menoda? Answer is, aser. All right, next question. An oval is obligated to cover his head. Now, nowadays, we don't have such a thing. This minhug was stopped. But back then, if a person was in Avelis, they would put a wrap around a majority of their head. The purpose of their, this wrap was to remind themselves and others that they're kind of separated from the rest of the community, right? When somebody is in Avelis, you're not allowed to go out and socialize, okay? So they would wear that wrap. How do you know that an oval wears a wrap? Because the Torah says to Yechezkel, the Navi Yechezkel, when his wife died, you shouldn't cover your head. Which seems everybody else should. All right? So when a person is in Avelis, a regular oval covers his head. Again, we don't have this custom nowadays, but this is referring to back then. The Gemara asks, Menuda, what about if somebody's put in Cherem? So you also are separated from the community. The same way an Oval is not allowed to socialize, a Menuda is not allowed to socialize. So maybe he should cover his head. Mahu Batifa Sarash. Does he, is he obligated to do the, put this large covering over his head? Amar Rabbi Yaisef, Rabbi Yaisef says, Tashma, come and listen to the Brisa. Beautiful. A Mitzayra covers his head very clearly, just like an Oval and a Menuda. So the answer is, yes, a, 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 a Menuda does cover his head with this special wrap. Okay. Amalei Abaye, Abaye, the beloved student, says to his beloved Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef, one second. How can you say, how do you have a proof that they wrap their heads the same way a person in, in Cherim and an Oval does. No, Doma Menuda la Shemayim Shani. There's two ways, there's two, there's two types of Cherim. There's Cherim from Shemayim and there's Cherim from people down here on earth. Maybe when it comes to being put in Cherim from Shemayim, the Chomir, that's more severe. Uh, that's where we say you got to cover. But a regular person, not. And therefore says, Abayit is Rabbi Rabbi Yosef, you have no proof. And we're walking away from Menuda. We don't have a clear cut answer whether he has to cover his head. Mitzayra, okay, what about a Mitzayra? Mal Batifas Reish, does he have to cover his head? It says, Gemara, Tashma, come and listen. Ba'al Safam Yata, he covers himself until his lips. Mechlau Shechayi Batifas Reish, he is obligated to cover his head. Shema Mina, we talk a learn out from here. Okay, again, I'm just going to reiterate what we started out. Get ready for today's daf. Because today's daf is just going to be a lot of questions. Just searching for the halachos concerning Avelos, Mitzayra, and, and Cherem. And there's going to just shyless, just you know, questions searching for, for halacha. And we're going to cover a lot of halachic analysis over here. Next, shyless. We know that an oval is not allowed to wear tefillin. We're going to learn exactly at what point of your avelis, right? You're, you have an oval on the day of the burial. You're an oval during shiva. You're an oval during the shloshim. You're an oval for 12 months. What does it mean that an oval doesn't wear tefillin? We'll see soon. But right now, the Bryce is saying, a mourner does not wear tefillin. How do you know a mourner does not wear tefillin? Since the HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to the, to the Navi Yechezkel, you should wear your pe'er, you should wear your tefillin, you could imply that nobody else should. He should and nobody else should. Everybody else should not wear tefillin. Okay, so we know clearly an Avel does not wear tefillin. But what about somebody in Cherem? Mahu b'tefillin, does he wear tefillin? Says Gemara Teku, we don't know. Mitzayra ma'u b'tefillin, does a person with saras wear tefillin? 
Tashma will prove from here about Tzarua, when you have Tzaras, the Rabbi's Kain Gadol, which includes a Kain Gadol, even a Kain Gadol has Tzaras, does the Avedah, and it says that a Mitzayra tears his clothing, which means you need to do Kriya, you got to be torn, okay, Perumim means torn, and his head should remain unshorn, uncut, Ain priya When you find the word priya, it means to grow out one's hair. Divi Rebbe Liezer. This is the opinion of Rebbe Liezer. Rebbe Kiva says, Nemra Havaya Bereish. It says the word Havaya, you should let it be when it comes to the head. Nemra Havaya Bebeget. And it says, let it be when it comes to the garment. What's the connection between the garment and the head? According to Rebbe Akiva, says Rebbe Akiva, Ma Havaya Just like you let it be. When it comes to a garment, it's referring to something outside his gar- outside his body, something that he wears. Just so too, when it's you, you let his head be of the mitzayra davar shechutz megufa. It means something outside his body. What's outside the body of the mitzayra, but on his head? My lava It seems to be. Uh, it seems to be inferring. It seems not inferring. It seems to be referring. To tefillin. So you see that a Mitzorah is not allowed to wear tefillin. We had a shayla, there's a Mitzorah wear tefillin. We said, oh, well, he tears his garments, takes off his tefillin. He does not wear tefillin. Amr of Pabba says, no, it doesn't mean no tefillin. Uh, talking about a kusma v'sudara. It's talking about his hat and his handkerchief. Yeah, people wrap bandanas around their head. They put hats on their head. And it's letting us know that when a person is a declared Mitzorah, he's not allowed to wear any... Uh, snazzy or noble hair covering. But maybe tefillin he can wear. Bottom line, we don't know. We don't know. We asked the Shaila, does a Mitzayra wear tefillin? We tried proving he doesn't. And the Gemara is walking away and saying, no, maybe he does. We don't know. It's not clear. Okay. Let's ask some more questions. Of Allah We know that when a person is in mourning, that we, um, we do not, in Avel, a mourner is not allowed to say hello. Now let us say hello to other people. How do you know that? The Kamalei Rachman of the Yecheskel, hey, unnek daim. When Yecheskel is in Avelos, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells him, you should be sad silently, daim, without, without any sort of expression. Okay? So if you're in Avelos, no greeting anybody. Menoda, but what about somebody who's in Cherem? Mahu b'shel shalom is he allowed to greet people? Amar Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, Toshma, I'll prove from this b'risa, uh, the halacha, when it comes to saying hello, when it comes to saying hello, man to his, you know, interpersonally, it's like a person who is um, given musr, nazof, uh, to the rabbi Shalom. Okay? So what do you see from here? When you don't say hello to somebody or somebody doesn't say hello to you, that is a sign of musr. It's a sign of Distance. I'm not saying good morning to you, which is a big message, right? If you don't say hello to somebody, you don't greet somebody properly, it's not just that, oh, I didn't greet them, big deal. You're kind of showing them that you don't care, I don't care so much about you right now. It's like a rebuke. You're pushing the person away. There's a chiv, so to speak. When you meet somebody in the morning, you say hello. You say shalom aleichem, good morning, the poker tov, right? And if you don't, it's like a rebuke. It's fascinating. So you see from here that a person in Cherim, there's no hellos. Okay? 
Amar Abai, Abai says to his Rebbe, there's no proof that there's no halos. Dilma Manudul HaShamayim Shani, the Chomer. Maybe when a person's a cherim from Shamayim, there's no halos. But a person who's only a cherim down on here, maybe there is halos. Okay, we don't know. Walking away from that question as well. Mitzayram Abashel What about a person who has saras? Does he say hello? Do we say hello? Tashma, come and listen. Valsofam yata. He should cover himself until his lips used to which means that his lips should be together, meaning no, no speaking. Don't engage him, don't open up conversation with a Mitzayrish. Mami no, you talk see from here that a Mitzayrish, whose person's declared Saras, you do not say hello to them. They're in this category of rebuke and they're not allowed to say, uh, to greet anybody else as well. Says the Gemara, Why don't we learn out that the same way a Mitzora cannot you you cannot greet, and an Avel you can't greet, so too a person who's in Cherim, who's excommunicated, you can't greet. No, you can't learn that halacha out to a Minoda, you know why? Did it say that the, uh, the, the Mitzora is, he himself is Aser? It means it says It seems to imply that the mitzora is like a mourner and somebody in cherem by other halachos. And then it says, and he's also But it doesn't necessarily mean that that a person in cherem um, is forbidden. So again, we're still we're walking away. The shaila was: is somebody in cherem? Are you allowed to greet him? Is he allowed to greet you? The answer is we don't know. What about a mitzora? No greeting by an avo, no greeting. Okay, avo mitzayra, we know nothing. Cherem uh, uh, person, we don't know. Okay, next halacha. Avo aser b'divrei An avo is not allowed to learn words of Torah. Mikdamrachmanadiyecheskol. Since Hakadosh Baruch Hu said yecheskol, daim you should be silent. There's no Torah learning, and we know this is halacha lemaisa. Right when a person is sitting. Uh, God forbid, is, is sitting Shiva. So the only Torah you're allowed to learn is the halachos of mourning. Okay? So an Avel is not allowed to learn Torah. Menuda, what about a guy in Cherem? Mahu b'divrei Torah. What is the halachos? He permitted to learn Torah. Amr Abiyasev, Abiyasev says, Tashma, come now, I'll prove to you from the Brisa. Menuda, when a person is in Cherem, Shaina v'shainim lai. He can teach Torah, and he could even go to a class teaching Torah. Niskar v'niskarim lai. He could be hired by others if he needs a living. And he's a, he can be hired by others, and he's allowed to hire others as well. Muhram, however, when, that's I'm sorry, that's when he's uh, yeah, that's when he's uh, excommunicated. Okay, what about if he is in cherim? Now cherim, we translated excommunicate as a cherim. Cherim is a stronger nidui; it lasts longer and it's a little more severe. The halachas of a person in full fledged cherim is more severe. You can no longer go to yeshiva. You can't teach, they can't teach you. There's no work. But you can learn by himself. This way, he doesn't uh, lose out on Lima Terra. But he's got to do it by himself. And also, he could have a small little store to earn a little bit of a livelihood so he doesn't starve. And Rav says, He's allowed to sell water in the marketplace of Aravis. Aravis is a city, according to Rashi. Okay, so he's allowed to sell water. I mean, he's allowed to sell things that are very inexpensive and in a limited way 
be involved in commerce. Shmaminos, you see from here that a person who's menuda is allowed to learn Torah. Okay, what about a mitzayra? So we know that a person who's menuda, he's allowed to learn Torah, he could teach, we could teach him. What about a mitzayra? Is a mitzayra allowed to teach Torah and is it permitted to teach Torah to a mitzayra? Mahu bedivrei Torah. What is the Allah? Answer the Gemara, Tashma, come and listen. It says in the Torah, you should make these words known to your children and your children's children. About the day that we stood at Har Sinai. Just like when we stood at Har Sinai, there was fear, there was awe, there was rise in there was all sorts of trembling. Mikan Omru. From here you see people who have impurity like a Zav, a Mitzayra, and a person who was Bayal, had relations with a Nidam, even they themselves are impure, while they're impure, they're still permitted to learn Dafyomi, they're still permitted to learn Torah. They can learn Medrash, Gemara, Halacha, and Agarito, Balikriya, Masurim. But a Balkari is Asr. Okay, if a person's a Balkari, he's not allowed to learn these things. Shmamina, you see from here, Taka, very clearly, a Mitzorah is allowed to learn Torah. Okay, same as a Menuda. Menuda's an Avel, so what do we come up? An Avel is not allowed to learn Torah, a Menuda is allowed to learn Torah, and a Mitzorah is allowed to learn Torah. Okay. Avel Aser Bittich Baisis. In Avel, a mourner is not allowed to do laundry. How do you know that? It says in the uh, it says in the pasuk in Navi, Vayishlach Yayav Tekuva a Tekua, and Yayav went to Tekua, where he sent to Tekua. Vayigach Misham Isha Chacham. He took a wise woman from there. Vayemeri Lel, and he said to her, His Abli Na. Okay, he says he says to her, Listen, pretend like you're in Avelis. Now, what do you mean pretend? His Abli Na literally means. Be a mourner for me. That's the literal translation. What do you mean be a mourner for me? You're either a mourner or you're not. So he's saying, no. Be a mourner for me. Let's, let's like play pretend. Okay? Hisablina. The live sheena. Big day evil. And we're clothing that mourners wear. The al tichusi shaman. And do not smear oil on yourself. The same way a, a woman who really lost a close relative acts. Okay, so you see clearly that during the days of mourning, there's no clean clothing. Okay, menudin mitzara mind but the devices. I'm sorry. There's no what? There's no 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 cleaning your clothing. Yeah, yeah, you're not allowed to do your laundry during the days of mourning. Okay, so Gemara says, okay, so that Allah is clear to us. A mourner does not do laundry. Menudin mitzayrayim. But what about somebody who is menuda or a mitzora mahen b'techbaises? Are they allowed to do laundries? Tashma, come and listen. The brisa says menudin mitzoram asurim lisaperula chabes. They are not allowed to take laundry, to do laundry or take a haircut. Shmamina, you see the halacha clearly from here. Okay, so can a person who's a, who's a, a menuda or a mitzora can they do laundry? No, same halacha as a other. Okay, so again, just keep following the pattern. We're asking Shilas, and we're giving responses, and we're seeing that we have three different categories, a mourner, uh, excommunicated person, and a mitzora. 
But each one of them, they don't, their halachas are not always in perfect symmetry. Sometimes an oval is going to have a unique halacha that doesn't apply to the other two, sometimes not. Like just here, by laundry, all three of them cannot do laundry. Okay, next, next uh, discussion. Oval chayev bekriya. A person in mourning has to tear their outer clothing. How do you know that? The Kamar Hu Rahman because the Torah, Kadish Baruch, who said to Aaron's children, Light from you, you yourselves shouldn't tear your garments. It seems everybody else should tear their garments. Okay. So we know a mourner tears Kriya. Now we're gonna ask, what about Menuda? What about somebody in Khairim? Mahu Bikriya? Do they have to tear their clothing? Says Gemara Teku, we don't know. Alright. Mitsura, what about a Mitsura? Mahu Bikriya, does he need to tear his clothing? Tashma, come and listen. The God of you, Perumim, when he's a Mitsura, his his God of his garments should be Perumim. What does Perumim mean? Torn. It should be torn. Shmamina, you see from here that a a, a Mitsura does tear his clothing. All right, so over here in this halacha about tearing clothing, an Avel and a Mitsura are consistent. They have the same halacha. You do tear the clothing. But a Menuda, person who's excommunicated, we have a teku. We're unsure. All right, next halacha. Bottom line, here we go. Avel chayav b'kfiya samita. Okay, an Avel is obligated in kfiya samita. Now, we don't have this nowadays. Um, there's a, a few reasons given. First of all, we have different types of beds. Secondly, there was a lot of witchcraft that was done. And this whole, this whole custom... Uh, kind of uh, kind of ended, but the main idea was the reason why they would turn over their beds was to just make it uncomfortable to make to make the like you know when a person 's in mourning that 's the Allah on Tishabov right we know the Allah is you should sleep in an uncomfortable if you should sleep with two pillows, sleep with one pillow, you sleep with one pillow don 't use a pillow right so an al Bikfiya samita he 's obligated to sleep uncomfortably. The Tani Barkapara, because Barkapara taught us, we now turn to Tesvav Amad Beis, to Musti Diyaikne Nasati Bahem. I have created my image on, on uh, humans. But because of their Averis, it's changed. And therefore, they should turn over their beds when they're in Avelis. Okay, fine. Besader. So you see from over here that an Avel turns over the bed and sleeps in an uncomfortable position. The Gemara asks a Shaila, what about when you're excommunicated or you are a Mitzayra, do you need to turn over your bed? Answer is, Teku. We don't know. Question stands. We wait for Leo and Avi to come. Okay? Next, Halacha. Avel An Avel is not allowed to go to work. I will turn your holidays into morning. What does that mean? Just like on a, on a holiday. There's no work. So to a mourner does not work. So that's clear. An oval cannot go to work. Says the Gemara. What about when a person is a menoda? He's a nido. He's excommunicated. Is he allowed to do work? I'll prove to you from the Brisa. When we say you're not allowed to do work, it's only referring to daytime. You're allowed to do work at night. And similarly, you find the same Allah applies by menoda and evil. So you see that a person who's a menoda or in avelus is allowed. To go to work during the day and not at night, like a public fast day. On a public fast day, 
they would not work during the day, but they would work at night. So to a menuda. Says the Gemara, my, what does it mean? Lavakulu, doesn't it mean all the halachas? And therefore you see that he's not allowed to work in a standard way. Says the Gemara, loy ashara, it's referring to the other halachas of a public fast day. That's the same as a minuda. But when it comes to work, maybe a minuda is different. Okay? We don't know. So, says the Gemara, Toshima, maybe we could prove it from somewhere else. About, again, what are we trying to figure out? Whether a person who's excommunicated is allowed to go to work. Menuda shayna v'shaynin loy. The is a menuda. He's allowed to teach Torah and others could teach him. Also, niskar, if he needs money to live, you can hire him. Beniskar him loy. Okay, and he could, uh, and he can hire others. Shmami Noah, you see from here, there's work involved. You see that a person who's menudah says you can hire him. Or he can hire others. Beautiful, very clear, there's business here. He's allowed to go to business. All right, that's our answer. So again, a mourner cannot do business. We just clarified that a menudah can do business, may do business. Now what about a mitzorah? What about a, a person that's saras, malbasiyas, malacha, teku, we don't know. All right. So again, three categories. We're asking about a, a about a halacha when it applies, and in this, as far as this particular halacha of going to work, each one's going to have a different answer. Avel no, menodeyeh, mitzayra, teiku. We're going to wait for all the Navi to come. All right. Next halacha. Avel also berchitza. A person who's not is not let to wash his body. And he said to this woman, pretend like you're an Avelis, right? Don't, uh, don't smear oil on yourself. And washing yourself is the same as, as uh, you know, wiping oil over your body. Okay, so we know a mourner, no washing. What about a menuda? Person in Cherim, mahu berechitza, is he permitted to wash himself? Amr says, Tashma. Come and listen, Kishamru also berchitza. When we say that, uh, when we say that by a a um, uh, tinest seaboard, you're not allowed to wash your body. It means you're not allowed to wash your entire body at once. You're allowed to wash parts of your body that get dirty. For example, you're allowed to wash your face. You're allowed to wash your feet. You're allowed to wash your hands. might say, and simply be fine. They allowed to bathe. An oval no, okay? I'm sorry, yeah. An oval no, a menuda no, but they are permitted to wash specific body parts. They just can't take an all-out bath. Okay. So, says the Gemara, my. What is this, Bryce, referring to? Lava Kulu, isn't it referring to everything? You see that a, a person in, in a, who's menuda can only wash parts of his body. La Yashara, maybe it, it's, not, it's not comparing the nidoi to an avel, maybe it's only comparing it to an avel as far as other halachas, but as far as washing, maybe it will have a different halacha. Bottom line is, we don't know. Okay, so again, we thought we knew, now we don't know. So, what do we have so far? Uh, let, let's do one more line. Metzaira, can a Metzaira wash his body? Ma'o says the Gemara, teku, we don't know. All right, so now, let's, let's focus on this halacha. Can you, uh, can you wash your body? Here's, here's how it goes. An avel, no, but he could wash his his face, feet, and hands. A menuda, we don't know. And a metzaira has a teku. You wait for all the Ovi to come. Both we don't know. Okay. Next halacha. An avel is not allowed to wear leather shoes. 
What's the source? Since Hakadosh Baruch Hu says to Yechesko, "Nalacha Tashim Beraglacha," you should put shoes on your feet, even though you're in mourning. Why does Hashem have to instruct him to put shoes on his feet? It would Mechlal. You can assume the Kuli Alma Aser. Everybody else who's in mourning should not wear shoes on their feet. All right. So we know in Avel, a person in mourning does not wear shoes. Menoda. What about a person who's excommunicated? Malbini Lasandos, he'll have to wear shoes. Amar Abyasev, he says, Toshma, I'll prove to you from the following Brysa, Kishamru, also Bin Lasandam, when he said on a public fast day, now that wear shoes, Lay Amaru Alabir. That means inside the city of Abadarak, but if you're traveling, Mutter, you are allowed to wear shoes. Hakitzad, so what do we what what happens over here? Yatala Derach Naya, when he goes out to travel, he should put on his shoes. Nichnas the air, but as soon as he goes into the city, Khailatzi should take them off. The Khinata might say, and similarly you find, but Minudo Baeva, the same Allah. Applies not only on the public fast day, but by a person who's excommunicated and an other. Okay, my same same back and forth. My doesn't this mean um, that um, you're only allowed to wear shoes when you travel? We're not allowed to wear in your city, so we have an answer. My lavakulu isn't this referring to all the halachas that it's the same? Says Maybe it's other halachas of a public fast day, but not about shoes, and we don't know. Okay, we don't know. An Avel cannot wear shoes. What about a Menoda? We don't know. Mitzayra, Baalbin Lasandos, can a Mitzayra wear shoes? Says the Gemara, Teku, Tishbi Yitaritz, Kushras, Va'abayis. We have to wait for Leonovi to come to answer that question. All right, next halacha. All right, you, everybody following along, you see what's happening here? We're quoting halachas, now we just want to know how it applies to other categories. Avel, interestingly, we know all the halachas of Avelis. Yeah, that's Avel, also Batashamita. An Avel is not allowed to have marital relations. What's the source for that? It says, Only when he was done that with the Avelis did he come to Bathsheba, his wife, once the Avelis was over, which means originally they did not have relations. So an Avel, a mourner, is not allowed to have relations during Shiva. Menuda, what about a person who's excommunicated? Is he allowed to have relations with his wife? Throughout all the years that Klai saw were in the Midbar. They were considered Menodin. Why were they considered Menodin? Because, listen to this. Why were we in the desert for 40 years? Because, so to speak, we were kicked out of Eretz Yisrael. We should have been in Eretz Yisrael. But what happened? We cried unnecessarily. We accepted the Lashon Hara of the spies. So what happens? The Baruch says, Oh, you're going to cry. Guess what? You ain't coming home. You're, you're sleeping in the doghouse. Yeah, you're staying out in the Midbar for 40 years. So the 40 years that we were together, was kind of, we were Menudah. We were like sent out, even though we hadn't really gone into Eretz Yisrael. But so to speak, we were sent out of Eretz Yisrael. Okay. So the entire 40 years that we were there, um, it, was like, it was like we were kicked out. And still, what's the halacha of the shimshumite sam? We, we don't find anywhere that during the years in the Midbar, they weren't allowed to be with their wives. So you see that a person who's in nidoi, a person who's, in, who's excommunicated, is permitted bitash meshamita. It's allowed to have relations. Amalei Abai, Abai says, no, the doma menudel hashemayim shiny, maybe menudel hashemayim is different, the kill. Maybe he's more lenient. Now this is a big change from the previous three times where we said when you're, when you're excommunicated from Shemayim, it's strict. Says the Gemara, kill? It's more lenient when HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts you in Cherim. What do you mean? Of course it's more strict. Says the Gemara, no. 
Let me explain what's happening here with the back and forth. Safuke misafkale. Abaye really wasn't really confident about which cherem is stronger. Why? Zilhacha, you can say that, um, you know, when it comes to Klal Yisrael having relations as couples in the Midbar, Kamat Chilei. Yeah, so Abai is going to go ahead and say, listen, eh, just because it's allowed there doesn't mean it's allowed anywhere else. And when you look at the other halachas that we mentioned, right? Um, he's trying, as we say, he's trying to dance at two chasnas at the same time. Trying to dance two chasnas at the same time. All right. Now, um, bottom line, we want to know the halacha. We said a mourner cannot have relations. What about a person who's excommunicated? Can he have relations? What's the answer? We don't know. All right. We don't know. Mitzayra, Ma'abut Hashemita. What about a Mitzayra? Can he live with his wife? Tashma Kamalisan, Dutanya, Vyasha, Michutza, Olay. The Mitzayra leaves his tent. Remember, we learned until he's solidified as Tsaras, he's not allowed to be with his wife. Shay Minudu Chaval, he's sent outside like a Minudan and Novo, Vyasha, he's not allowed to have relations for a week. Vain Olay, Aleishtai. And Olay means he leaves his wife. Shinamar. After we receive the Torah, Baruch tells Maisha, go tell Klai, so go back to their tents, referring to their wife. You see from here that a Mitzayra is not allowed to have Tashmish Hamita. If a Mitzayra can't have relations, maybe we say the same thing applies to a person who's excommunicated. Doesn't mean that a Mitzayra is the same as a Menoda? No, she Menoda Ucha Aval. Maybe it's like, uh, by, by other things, the, the uh, Menoda is like a Mitzayra and a Naval. But, 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 no. A person who is a Mitzayra? No. What about a person who's excommunicated? We don't know. All right. Next halacha. Uh, a person who is an Avelos, is not, does, we, we don't offer his Karbanais in the Beis HaMikdash for him. He has to wait until he's done his Avelos. Okay? I might say, listen, go, go help him out. You know, he's sitting Shiva in his house. Let somebody else bring his sacrifices. Allah is no, we don't do that. How do you know that? The tiny little device of Shimon Aimer. Rabbi Shimon says, Shlamim bizman shehu shalem. You bring a carbon shlamim, these voluntary offerings. What does the word shlamim mean? When you are complete. All right? What does it mean, complete? Rashi says, Rashi says, when your mind's relaxed. A person's complete when they have a complete mind, when your mind's relaxed. Person who's got a good mind, a person who has a sound mind is a complete person. But not when he's an Ainin. When a person's an Ainin, there's, there's too much rockiness um, in our minds, and a carbon is not brought. Okay? So we know by an Abel, yes, uh, we, I'm sorry. We know when he's an Ainin, no. And this extends as long as that. Mishmash of a person's mind is there. All right. 
Menada, what about when a person is excommunicated? Do we bring his carbonis for him? We say, you're a cherim, so let somebody else bring his carbon on his behalf. All the years the clouds were in the midbar, they were considered in nidoy. And still the work of one is broad, beautiful. So you see that even though there's nidoy, you're still allowed to bring carbonis. That's Rabbi Yosef, to which his beloved student says, No, shiny, the kill. Kill, I thought it's more strict. Same answer, he wasn't sure. All right, bottom line. Do you bring a carbon for a person who's excommunicated? We don't know. Okay. What about a Mitzayr? Do you bring a carbon for a Mitzayr? Do you bring a carbon for a Mitzayr? Says the Gemara, Toshma, come and listen. The Tanakh went to When a person is becoming pure after his impurity. Okay. Now, we're referring here to a coin. After the Kohen separates from his Shiva, after losing a close loved one, they count seven, uh, seven additional days. These are referring to the seven clean days of a Mitzayra, right? This part of his purification process. Um, and that day he comes to Kodesh, to the inner courtyard of the Shari's Pakodesh, to work in the base Hamikdash, Yakriv Chatosai, he brings forth his carbon chatas. What does this mean? Let's turn to the top of tomorrow's daf. This is referring to the Asira Saifa, which is brought by any Kohen as soon as he starts his Avoda in the Beis Hamikdash, kind of like his, his Bar Mitzvah, you know, into the Avoda in the Beis Hamikdash. They all bring Asira Saifa, Divi Rabbi Yehuda, there's been a Rabbi Yehuda. Shem and I, Rashim gives a different drasha. And he says, Ubiyom Bo'o, on the day that he, bring, that he comes in to work, Yakriv. He's makrev. What does that mean? Bisman sharoi lebiya. As soon as you're fit to work in the Beis Hamikdash, whether it's initially, whether it's coming back from uh, from the injured reserve, from the Tumor reserve, yeah, the the DL. So roi lakrova. That's when you're fit to be makrev the carbon. It says man If you're not fit to bring a carbon, ainai roi lakrova. You're also not fit to bring a carbon. So you see from here that if a kohen is tamei. And he's not working in the base on Mikdash because of that. We will not bring carbonis for him. So let's wrap this up. Let's get clarity. The Gemara said, in Avel, we do not bring carbonis for him. All right, that was clear. What about a Mitzayra? We said, uh, I'm sorry, what about a Menoda? A person in Cherim says the Gemara, we don't know. We don't know the Allah of your Cherim whether we can bring a carbon for you. What about a Mitzayra? Can you bring a carbon for a Mitzayra? The answer is no. You're not going to bring a carbon the same way you don't bring for a Avel. Period. We'll hold it here for today. Azoy is today's daf. Tomorrow, get ready to start a beautiful and fantastic ride. We're going to get into excommunication, how it comes about, the halachas of a person uh, who's in Cherim to be followed by some fascinating uh, and beautiful Agatha Gemaras. Um, we will hold it here for this evening. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. T- time twelve fifteen. Arab Shabbos twelve fifteen. Yale, you have a question. Hey. No, you good. All right. I get the nacht.